Face the Music, a pre-ELO song-by-song podcast is sponsored by fine people like Rob Eben. This is Face the Music, a pre-ELO song-by-song podcast. Wild Tiger Woman, The Move. Tiger Woman was recorded on March 21, 1968, and released as a single on August 30, 1968. It was written by Roy Wood, and for the first time, the band mixed their own song. It was the first chart disaster for the move. The song didn't make it to the British Top 40. Some think it was banned from the BBC for the lyric, Tied to the bed, she's waiting to be fed. Others say it was the atrocious mono mix that doomed it from airplay. Move bassist Trevor Burton said in the liner notes for the 2007 reissue of Shazam, It had the heavier rock and roll sound we should have been playing all along. And I really thought it was on its way to the very top. Roy Wood was more half-hearted about the tune. The song's alright. I wouldn't choose to sing it now. The poor sales put the notion in the band's head that if the next single tanked, they would break up. This is Daniel Striper Tiger, a real tame tiger. I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And I'm Eric Winsenson. Wild Tiger Woman, the song that almost broke up the move. I looked up the song facts because I write them up for Lisa to read, and, and I saw that this single was terrible. I guess a producer was out, so the move thought, well, I, I've seen them do that. Oh, I can do that. <laughs> it's like playing the cello. Look, I got a cello. I can play that. And so the move themselves mixed it, and uh, from what I read, it came out sounding horrible. It was terrible. So going into this, I was like, oh, are we going to have to go through this again? But after slogging through at least side one of that live EP, compared to that, it doesn't sound so bad. It doesn't sound great, but it doesn't sound as awful as that mess was. Um, I'm not crazy about the song. I don't hate it, but it's not something I'm ever going to run to to listen to. The Really, the thing I like the best about it is probably Bevan, because it's a deep voice going in the background saying, wild, wild, wild. I can't figure out what, but it kind of reminds me of a very poppy song done by a very poppy guy in the early 70s. It kind of has that vibe to it. I can't say who or what because it just now popped into my head. But otherwise, the Bevan part in the background, that's the only part I really liked. The rest of it, it's okay. But I'm not adding it to any playlists. Well, the mono version, I guess, is the one they mixed. And that did give me vibes (laughs) from the EP. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm thinking you went in... And this is what you did. <laughs> Your record company is going to be so happy with you. And this is what you spent the money on for the recording studio. 
No, no, we saved you money because you didn't have to pay the producer. You can just pay us. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it sort of comes off like the kid is like, look, I saved you guys money. You don't have to hire a painter. Look what I did with my oil paint set. Isn't it pretty? Yeah. Look, Mom, I made you breakfast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why does this taste like Windex? Had to clean the plates. <laughs> we were out of blue raspberry Gatorade. I thought we were going to stay on topic this time. Well, we are uh, staying on topic. This of. is the song tastes like Windex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. By the time it gets towards the end, it's kind of like they all come together. Mm, yeah. But I'm sitting there going, what is this mess? And I'm thinking the song is not the greatest thing in the world no it is not i guess this was their big failure when it came down to singles i guess most of their singles did at least decently this was the big forgotten failure yeah now the stereo version was that just a version that got put to the side and then released later because i do not believe this did this ever get released as a single or did it just get released as a bonus track when they did the shazam re-releases i don't know i mean i know on youtube it shows the cover for shazam while the the song is playing so i don't know if that was a shazam bonus or if it was actually on shazam well, it wasn't on Shazam. It was a single yeah. of its own. But yeah, yeah they put right. it on yeah, a CD. They put it on the bonuses. But I just don't know if it ever came out as an actual single or just the mono version came out as a single. Yeah, this is one of the things that I'm really, really looking forward to when we get to the Ida race. Is there's a Jefflin database with all of those little tiny facts on it. Finding yes. information about the move is really hard. I have better luck finding information about Johnny and the Leisure Suits than I do yeah, about finding about move songs. Especially when Rory Wood probably wishes everybody forgot this song. <laughs> yeah. But stereo version, though. I like because I'm, it sounds like a real recording. Yeah. It sounds like a band that rehearsed. Mm -hmm. It probably sounds a lot more like the song they thought they were playing. <laughs> yeah. Man, it's a little bit longer. It's got a little bit more of Roy's guitar at the end because he does do a pretty good guitar solo at the end. <laughs> Plus, there's that bridge, which also stands out in the original, which I saw a lot of people comparing to Queen, where they all sing at one time. It's a much better song, so it shows what happens when you 
let the kids run amok <laughs> yeah <laughs> versus when the adult shows up <laughs> yeah no i do like the stereo version better aside from that it does sound cleaner and more clearer but i mean i'm i'm trying to cut some slack because the first time anybody does anything it never comes out good it's never your best work that's why i burn it <laughs> yeah um i guess this is the first time the move and roy wood is producing so everybody's got to have a first time and that first time is usually embarrassing or you learn a lot from the mistakes you made um honestly did roy ever get any better at producing well we'll see keep in mind the later move stuff had jeff lynn in there to produce as well yeah, you're right, because I was thinking, well, I mean, there's some move stuff coming up that is actually pretty damn good. I don't know if Roy Wood produced or had any producing involved in that, but then, yeah, you bring up Jeff Lynn, who, as we've established already, knows how to make catch. Then again, he's not producing the idol race yet. But yeah, Jeff Lynn has the producer skills. He knows what to do and how to make a song that's pleasing to the ears, whereas sometimes with the move and Roy Wood, it's kind of like... Well, like a kid who, hey, look, I found a cello. Watch what I can do. And there you go. Strangely, though, with the vocal arrangements, this did kind of remind me a little bit of the later move and ELO. It's just buried under bracket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. But if they would have brought the producer in and did everything properly... Song probably wouldn't have failed. Yeah, it could be good. There's stuff in there. If you've got somebody who knows what they're doing to bring out the good in it to make it a good song. Yeah, like whoever makes the stereo version. <laughs> the, yes, exactly. But the way that it got released, it's... What happened? <laughs> what is this? Every band has their moment of crap. The move got lucky really fast first single it's top 10 and after that they're top 10 top five number one and and then sort of like men at work they have those two great albums and then they hit that third one <laughs> and that was a horror show so this is the moves two hearts i guess that terrible live album and then we've got this single i think we said everything we have to say about this record yeah mono version not good stereo version good Bad time for the move. Exactly. Glad they didn't break up, though, even though I can understand why they start thinking about it at that point. Yeah, well, after the failure of this single, they were all thinking, all right, let's give this one more chance. And if that bombs, too, then let's just put this thing out of its misery. Got something to say about Wild Tiger Woman? Then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375. Call now. Christmas Carol Catastrophes, a podcast covering the oddest Christmas songs ever unleashed on an unsuspecting public. Enjoy the podcast? Then let us know with the universal expression of love, cash. 
You get swell extras when you subscribe at patreon.com slash ELOPod. For $1, $2, or $3 a show, you get expanded episodes that include more conversation, discussion about remakes, full lyrics reading, ELO origin stories, and other goodies you can only hear in the expanded episodes through a Patreon subscription. Help a poor man build a pretty dream. And, and give, give us lots of money at patreon.com slash ELOPod. Well, hey, this is Dr. Troy with my thoughts on Wild Tiger Woman. I really love this song. It's fun. If we judge it in terms of our modern sensibilities, we might be a bit shocked. But if you listen to the song closely, and especially if you watch the video, you can tell it's pretty much all tongue-in-cheek. I mean, the way the band moves and the way they kind of have a little twinkle in their eye. But again, fun video, fun song. My favorite part of the song, though, is Bev Bevan's bass voice. My goodness. When I first heard it, the camera wasn't on Bev, so I thought either Roy or the bass player were doing some kind of trick with their instrument. But then the camera pans over to Bev at just the right moment, and you can see him sing that bass line. Yep, Bev Bevan laying down that bass, he makes Barry White sound like a castrato. He makes Darth Vader sound like wimpy, I was going to Tashi Station to pick up some power converters, Luke Skywalker. He makes the Jolly Green Giant sound like Sprout. Well, enough pop culture references for the day. I will talk to you next week. Face the Music, a pre-ELO song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com and we'll read and reply to it on the show. Keep up to date by joining our Facebook group and spread the word by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. Subscribe to our YouTube page, the Electric Light Orchestra Podcast Channel, to hear other goodies. You can financially support the podcast at patreon.com slash ELOPod or PayPal using the podcast's email address or send a check or money order to P.O. Box 1932, Superior, Arizona 85173. Next week, Omnibus. <laughs>